Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Yoda Speeds is supportive. John's here. Hi, John. Hi, Brandon. And we've also got Chicken Fingers 69. Hey, oh, Chicken. Brandon. Hmm. So There. Close. Almost. Uh, oh, John's going off video. Okay. That means we all go off video. That's how this works. Um, okay. So this is the newcomers edition of uh, the sport of number 328. The first one I have to start with is uh, Carl Correa. John, you fully at midnight on this one? Well, it, uh, on the one hand, it's surprising because mm-hmm. the twins don't do a lot of signing of possibly the best player in baseball kind of guys mm-hmm. the best shortstop in baseball right people generally agree on that i think so yeah mm-hmm. i mean he certainly could be in the mix for all-star mvp right right so it's just it's surprising on that account but setting that to one side it's also kind of not surprising because when when they made that series of ridiculous moves, we talked about this a lot last time, but oh, yeah. when they made that series of ridiculous moves where they traded for guys and then immediately traded them away. But I think most specifically when they traded NASCAR bad boy, Chase Petty away for 45 year old Sonny Gray, <laughs> that was sort of a sign that they said, all right, we're going to try to, we're not going to do the thing where we're trying to be terrible now, but good later. Mm-hmm. We're going to try to be good now. And so I think for for that week or whatever it was, that was the most confusing part of if you're going to trade for bad players like Gary Sanchez and Gio Ursula, why did you trade your number one pick for last year? And ultimately the whole thing made sense. But coming up to that, that 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 week in between was just a very confusing week. Yeah. Yeah, we're past it now. Um so now we're here. Let me ask you, I guess we're never going to have an answer on this one. Maybe I'll ask chicken. Do you think this was their plan all along? No, I don't in any way believe this was their plan. Otherwise <laughs> details of it would have leaked out like the Trevor story details had. Uh, we all knew that they were pursuing him and something they must not have. Um, it, it, you know, there must've been a reason they didn't agree this had to be a late arriving possibility. Otherwise there would have been at least some smoke circling. Not nobody even whispered that this was a possibility. Nothing. No. So let's uh, run back the timeline and it's probably going to be an incorrect timeline, but, but generally at the end of the year or sometime uh, during the lockout, the, uh, the poll ads calling from the set of like Lithuania on their film, uh, whatever they're working on. Um, called and said, here's your budget for the year, right? Like, here's your salary cap. It's 140 million, 130 million. The, the, the Aaron Gleeman's and the twins geek, Quint, twins geeks and the Nick Nelson's of the world see all seem like very confident of kind of where they're going to land salary cap wise, mm-hmm. um, which is, mm-hmm. um, which is very impressive how, how good they are at that sort of stuff. So they knew, uh, they've got this amount of dollars spent. So the boy geniuses, Decided they were going to go for it. Decided to do the Sunny Gray thing. At some point in there, they they knew they were kind of circling among a few shortstops, and they were confident enough to get rid of Josh Donaldson. Is that? And they just kind of hoped it would all. Because it could have been an absolute disaster, right? This feels like, whew, this guy saved us, or else yes. they were going to pay just just 
over the top for Trevor Story. Like that was just maybe the two options. Mm-hmm. There doesn't seem to be a third. No other well, savior was coming no, around, right? There, there's not a there's not a starting pitcher on the market that they're like, okay, if these two shortstops don't pan right. out, we'll just we'll we'll pay for. We need a starter too. Let's just we'll go. That's option C or D. Or maybe two starters. There's nobody even worth even in this the same stratosphere. Because while we were in purgatory, there was like Grinky got signed, who could have been fine. Mm -hmm. Um, Pineda, who's been kind of up and down, but still like, I was never like mad when he was starting for the Twins. Um, And he got signed as well. And it was just, yeah, that that week, what what a trying week for all of us. Yeah. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, it seemed like there was enough if you read between the lines from some of the articles that got written about the Donaldson train, it seemed like somebody in the front office was trying to lay a little bit of groundwork for a, well, this was an addition by subtraction kind of move. There were a lot of sort of words being used like abrasive or difficult or that sort of thing, where it seemed like somebody out there was telling somebody that, you know, this Jazz Donaldson guy just really... Really, a, really a tough guy to be around. Mm-hmm. Hinting at it, sure. So it, it seemed like they were at least a little bit prepared to just instead of treating it as a salary dump that didn't work out because they didn't manage to sign either of the guys they wanted to get. It seemed like they were doing a little bit of work just to say, "Well, actually, we just got rid of him because I don't sure. know, didn't have a candy sure. bowl on his desk." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I wonder what the uh, motivation was for Korea to do a deal like this. Cause it's kind of a goofy one, right? It's most likely going to be just one year. Mm-hmm. Was he not getting the, uh, the offers that he wanted? And if so, why not? Or is it just, he's, he and his, his people are confident enough and more money being around to throw around next season. That's this seemed to make the Maybe most sense. With the lockout, maybe they were reading like, okay, this just was poorly timed. Our free agency year came at a poor time. Let's let's take a one-year deal next year. There won't be a lockout, and teams will have more cost certainty. There's more money coming into the game with new TV deals. Let's wait a year, and we'll go back next year. And if that's, you break your leg, the, the, the insurance of if you break your leg, you just get to make $30 million the next year while sitting on your ass reading. You'll be fine. Yeah, that that's yeah. The ch- but that's the chance. I mean, it, it's a great deal for Korea. It's all upside, no downside. Yeah, great. Relatively deal. little. Yeah. If he's yeah. terrible, he just sticks around two more years and he gets paid one hundred and five million. And he'll just say, "Yeah, the Twins organization's terrible. I don't. I, I was bad because they were bad." Right. And the rest of the league will be like, "Yeah, that checks out. That, that yeah, tracks. Sure. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> sure. That makes sense. Uh, here's your money." I think. There were probably a lot of headwinds for Correa, not least that Scott Boris is his agent right now, and pretty much every owner already hated Scott Boris, but now they're blaming him for being the driving force between behind the players not accepting everything they were told at the start of the lockout and that sort of thing. So being a Scott Boris client, I mean, you could probably look at 49 Scott Boris clients have already gotten signed to huge contracts or something like that, but there were also like, seven shortstops on the market that were really good. So I think a lot of teams probably decided, you know, instead of giving Carlos Correa $300 million, we can get a percentage of that by giving Javier Baez less than that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he, uh, I mean, the money that Trevor story got is nowhere near what Correa. Right was going to even deserves actually, right? He's, he is legitimately uh, could have been a seven year, $200 million contract. Whereas trick story was what six for one twenty or 30 or something. So I guess it does make sense. There was just nobody out there to throw that money around. He thinks it's more likely to happen next year. Mm-hmm. I really have totally lost track for what a good contract is in baseball. Now. <laughs> I don't, oh, that's a great no call. Clue. I am not none zero. Like if they sign him for like, 17 million i'd be like yeah like, okay i want soto who was it that got 10 years 330 million or whatever i would know i have no idea is it um fernando tatis yeah that could be right well you said soto acuna acuna whatever the first one 
The first one or the second one? Tatis, junior or senior? Because I don't know. <laughs> I really have no idea. If if anybody gave Fernando Tatis Sr. a $330 million contract, Maybe? it's definitely the Angels. He had two grand slams in one inning. You can't buy that kind of production. Before we hop off Carlos Correa, can I make... I am known for making horrible analogies. Maybe a more. I'm known for no, a number of bad things, but they're poetic. I'm though. going to poetic. They're though they're just so hor- they're horrible, and they're I'm going to so take strained. another stab at one. They're so this is strained, but I'm going to do it anyways. Um, for years, decades, even I've been begging the Twins to spend money on pitching, find high end pitching, trade for high end pitching, spend money on pitching. Pitching, 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 and money, 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 money. Those are the two things I've been begging for. Spend your money and spend it on pitching. For years, decades even, I have been begging my parents, my father specifically, to get a cabin. Everybody I know has a cabin. Dad, you love fishing. You love drinking beer. Uh, you love being up north. Get, get a cabin. Mm-hmm. Get a cat, spend some money and go get a cabin. The twins signing Carlos Correa would be like my dad getting a one year VRBO on Lake of the Isles. <laughs> like, yeah, it's kind of, I mean, it's kind of like, it's not a lit. If I squint, I can. <laughs> what? You did what now? Like, so I was gonna say it like uh, was in the right bells. direction. It's it's closer <laughs> well, to what you wanted. Like that's kind. Of, it's on a lake, and I can drink a beer out here, I guess. Mm-hmm. Like, but it's not really what I meant either. Like, I don't. Know, and it's one year, and it's not really like could have spent that money on something else. I have don't you- know. So you have always been, I just want a, a crazy pitching staff. Something about yes. the, the Moneyball A's with Mulder and Zito and uh, Hudson, just something broke you. Is that the time where you were like, that's what, or the Braves? Maddox and Avery. Uh, and I think, I think it was the Braves. Yeah. Lavin. It's yeah, the early like, 90s. Fuck. It's the 90s. Okay. So you face that you know one guy and then oh and you let's say you miraculously beat him yeah okay now the next day you gotta face another guy smoltz like, like wait yes, just mad that and we just had clavin what the hell are you talking about <laughs> yeah that's it and, and it's, there's nobody that's like bailey over fuck we just beat bailey over now we gotta face dylan bundy oh what the hell <laughs> like, are we gonna murders roll like <laughs> Yeah, so every nine times you have to face Carlos Correa, that's okay. But I just, I've always wanted them to spend some money on pitching. And instead yeah. they got a Airbnb on Nicomas. Yep, a timeshare yeah. in Noah's Ark I don't know. at Wisconsin Dells. You're like, well, uh, yeah, there's water there. It's yeah. a water park, though. It's <laughs> Yeah, it's not. You can't boat. Really, that's maybe a better. Strained <laughs> analogy, over. <laughs> that's it that's all i got i don't know if yeah it fits or not but yeah no we had we and we did have your dream for what six months or so when johan and liriano were absolutely dealing and it was it had to make yes. everybody else just the most horrified team just i didn't even didn't even matter who the third was at that point the one-two punch was oh he had that he had that split finger who's that guy that threw like 70 pitches a game. He threw like 70 pitches in nine innings. He'd give up four runs every time he had the split finger. He threw Carlos he, Silva. He was Carlos Silva. Silva. That's it. So yeah. that's the guy. Um, that was number three, I believe. I might he got excited, been... threw a ball in the upper deck, and Gardenhire was very mad at him. <laughs> yes. Don't you dare do that again. <laughs> I think more because you might, you might poke a hole in the Metrodome. It wasn't this like a very, <laughs> very is, precarious, this is a fragile paper. stadium. Have you ever left this place? Like it sucks you straight out. Not you because he weighed like 270 pounds, but yeah, he, he had no he was, idea. He was yeah. a building, but His like children though, is... were like down first Avenue <laughs> rolling like yes. tumbleweeds. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That wasn't that fun. 
Oh like, yeah, oh, it was fun. And then, maybe uh, you you won two to nothing on a Carlos or a Christian Guzman like eight chopper up the middle that he beat uh-huh. out. That's how you won, but you won. Yeah, yeah, that was a great feeling. I know it's uh, I just broken record, but yeah, I thought they would have a little bit more stable pitching. I and in some <laughs> ways, I can kind of understand the philosophy that I kind of have myself of. It's just such a fickle position. Uh, you look at the best pitchers four years ago, there's a pretty good chance that some sure. of them are injured or ineffective mm-hmm. or out of baseball. Carlos Silva is a great example. Something sort of happened with that sinker, and he immediately was useless. Just a terrible yep. pitcher. Joe Mays, remember Joe Mays was amazing for just four months. Um so I can maybe understand a philosophy or a strategy from an organization of like, yeah, we're not going to do long-term. We're going to kind of, you know, lightning in a bottle sort of thing. But like you, you got to have guys on the team that are able to start just in general. Like you have to have yes, people who could potentially, be... they don't even have the option yeah. for lightning in a bottle right now. They don't have a bottle. And I, and I feel I do. I don't like complaining about it the signing either because I'm happy mm-hmm. they spent the money. That's I, I am. I'm, it's not a complaint. It's just, I'm happy about the Noah's Ark timeshare. Thank right. you. We will use it. And it's great. I, it's not really what I was after. Right. That's it. Yeah. I'm with you. But I'm, I will, I will say this in baseball over the last few years has become defined by there being like 10 teams that are trying to win mm-hmm. and 20 teams that are actively trying to lose mm-hmm. because that's what all the smart guys say that you just, you lose as much as you possibly can and then you'll get better draft picks or whatever. And you can improve that way. And it's nice to see the twins being one of those rare teams that kind of isn't that good, but just because they're missing they, they've got holes in a couple of positions and maybe don't have quite enough pitching. So many other teams just sort of pack it in and are like, all right, here's all our good players. We're going to get rid of all of them. And we're going to absolutely stink for mm-hmm. five years. Mm-hmm. And it's mm-hmm. nice that mm-hmm. the twins chose the other path and said, actually, let's try to get some better players and just try to be good. Well, and there's another layer of um, teams that, so there's, there's teams that are trying to be good. There are teams that are like, doing the Sam Hinky process mode of like super tanking and trying to turn it back around that way. I think there's a bunch of other teams who are doing like, what is that musical? The producers where they're like, actually we can just make a shitload of money by being bad. Always <laughs> constantly being bad. We're not even going to try to be good. I don't think ever again, like the mm-hmm. Miami mm-hmm. Marlins. Yeah. They, when is the last time they tried in any capacity to be good? Mm-hmm. They're just not wow. happening. So yeah, it could be way, way, way worse. Um, I, time for many. <laughs> uh, I have not. I'm sure this angle has been discussed. I haven't seen it. it. Is there a thought out there that if the Twins suck, um, has this kind of trade ever happened? Like a Carlos Correa level one year big contract at the trade deadline, a team that needs a shortstop. What could the twins flip? I'm already talking about trading the guy. They just signed up. <laughs> You're so... at, the honeymoon hasn't even fucking been. I think it was official. It, it might be official talking. tomorrow. It's not official even yet. You're already yeah. talking. About it. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm already. I'm sorry. I'll stop. I'm done. I won't talk about it. Be happy, people. Seriously, enjoy the signing. I'm sorry to, to shit on this thing. I, I really am. There I, may I'm, be. I'm happy with this with this pitching staff that has to come across these guys mind of like, all right, if this, if this gets bad, I don't know though. I've never really heard of, I mean, I've never really seen a, I haven't been paying that close of attention as I admitted last week of baseball recently. I've not seen a contract really structured this way. So I don't know Mm -hmm. like how tradable it is. It seems very tradable. Of course. Uh, Maybe it's got a a no trade clause in it. I I haven't read that to that detail. I don't, I have no idea. Right. It, it may have be, a no trade clause. It would be a real so, weird move to no. sign a contract with opt outs after every year, but also demand a no trade clause. <laughs> yeah. 
Like I'm not committed right, to this but... team very long, but I definitely need to be here for one full season. <laughs> I, I, I just do not I even think about. All right. Wait, I, I'm done talking about the trade. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I brought it up. I'm just thinking of people like that were excited about this and they're just like, what? Just shut the fuck up. Chicken. Chicken. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, but remember we talked about it last week that the, the smart guy fan graphs and there's a couple other projections I think the twins are going to be good. I just want to point out again, I still have Maybe. no fucking idea how no. that's going to happen with this pitching staff. I do not I know who's starting for them. It's I think Randy Dobnak's involved. He, and they're talking about how great Randy Dobnak looks. It's common core math. You know, I, mean, I, I don't get I, it. Like how, what? I fell wins? for it last year. I was reading the, mm-hmm. the blogs and the what yep. have you's. Mm-hmm. And we did our bros and turds. And I was like, you know who I've been reading a lot about this spring? Randy fucking Dobnak. He's my bro. <laughs> he pitched four innings, gave up 17 home runs. We never heard from him again. I think it's just because he's got that funny mustache. That's why he gets all the yeah. positive press from the Uber, from the Hawaiian shirt dorks down there. I love he you guys. Uber but... driver. No, I, you're right. There was the one story I've read about Randy Dobnak this spring was how he, he, he's got an injury in his hand to like the ligaments connecting his hand to his fingers. And it was rare enough that he had to start sort of figuring out how to treat this injury himself by like mm-hmm. going in. I, I assume just going on to Google and typing it in, which you have to say speaks real well of the twins medical staff. Mm-hmm. That they were like, I don't know, type something into Google, see what you got. <laughs> WebMD. See if you can figure something out. Apparently it's something that happens to rock climbers a lot. So, Go down to the CVS. Ask the yeah. ask the gal at the cl- at the counter. Pharmacy. So they just pharmacy they, will help you. They Google stuff just like the rest of us do. John, isn't that what you said? That is actually what the IT people are doing every time you oh, call the yes. IT desk. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just googling I, while you're I, talking. I don't think I don't think people read realize that, and I need everyone to understand when you call the help desk at your company. <laughs> And you're like, hey, this is happening with whatever program you're talking about. It could be a program. It could be your computer or whatever. And they're asking you for more information. It's not because they're like a car mechanic diagnosing your car and they just got to select from all these things in their brain that they know Mm -hmm. about. They need you to say enough words that they can type something into Google and look up (laughs) something that they can try to figure out for you. That's all they got. That's the twins medical staff. That's the twins (laughs) medical staff. (sighs) I did. I went to the doctor one time and he he looked at it. And he was like, all right, I think I hold on. And he left the room and he came back with a printout from WebMD. And <laughs> I never went to that doctor again. Hold on. Just hold on. <laughs> and it's like the DOS printer. Yeah. It's the whole <laughs> the little frayed things on the side that you got to tear off the little tabs on each side of the paper. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> uh, I can hear that sound in my head. Ah, the old dot matrix printer. Dot matrix. That's what yeah. we can all laugh at it, and nobody that's any no. younger than any of us. Nobody that listens to a pod. Nobody that young enough to listen to yeah. podcasts. If you nobody. know how to listen to this podcast, you don't remember dot matrix printers. Mm-hmm. Although I guess with our podcast, I don't. I might be the youngest person that listens to our podcast. So, yeah, that's true. Definitely. Do you think podcasts as like a vehicle or a channel are going to just sort of age along with us and only be used by our age and there's a certain age where people are like i would not do i I would never do a podcast there's probably so many better ways to get your you know if we were like all 15 young 15 years younger we would this would all be just sort of tiktoks yeah somehow it would just be tiktok videos somehow it takes us an hour and a half to get out a point that yes. actually could be a nicely edited, like 30 second couple takes. We'd be like playing Minecraft yes. on Twitch and talking about sports while we do that. Right. Nobody's yep. going to listen to this podcast. No, it's, it's under just, the age of 40. They're going to die with us. And we will never be a podcast like... again. <laughs> yeah, that's happening. We might be the last we... ones. This could be it. 40 years from now, we're the last people doing a podcast. <laughs> I mean, John, a 125 year old John Bonus is calling up Gleeman in the middle of the night to do podcast, but that's it. John, you're, are you 40? Yeah, I am 40. 
You might be the youngest podcaster I know. I might. <laughs> Everybody else, we don't know. You know a lot of white dads. I think you probably know a lot of podcasters. So many. That's all I know. Too many. Some would say too many. Uh, okay, moving on. The other newcomer. Uh, this is the newcomer edition podcast. Joe Smith. Something called Joe Smith has been signed by the Twins. Kind of a slow throwing sidearm. Is he a sidearm or a submariner? Sidearm or meh, submariner. Now that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, my note said sidearmer, but I hope I'm wrong. I would love if it was a submariner. I would love a submariner. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That is better. But uh, the Aaron Gleemans of the world seem happy about it. So, Well, they need any and all relief pitchers. So, Yeah. Um, if you had to predict on uh, which you do, um, March 22nd, 943 p.m., is there more coming for the Twins? No. No. Uh, uh, I mean, what significance? There, there a, could be like, uh, oh, they signed some guy to a minor league contract. No, no, no minor league contracts. A major league guaranteed contract. No, it's over. You think yes, it's over? But, uh, I, in a sixth reliever, a, a second if a number four righty out of the pen, mm-hmm. something along those lines, I don't see them trading for the uh, number two starter. Fuck. Uh, number three. Starter. Those A's, those A's guys that everybody's yeah. talking about, the A's oh, going to yeah. hold on to them until the, the deadline. God. Yeah. I, but uh, Marc-Andre Fleury is, plays for the wild. Uh, Carlos Correa plays for the Twins. Like, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. Weird shit, man. It's the end times. The end times. Yeah. Well, um, I'm very excited about Carl Correa. He hits bombs. He's huge. Think about what we had to deal with last year. Andrelton Mm -hmm. Simmons. Just one of the least Mm -hmm. fun Mm -hmm. guys. And we've had some and we've walked (laughs) through it. We've had some shitty players. This is such a huge upgrade. Mm -hmm. This is he's David Kahn. And this is Sachin Gupta. That's who he is. No, it's not that. He's <laughs> Sam Hinkie. It's David of... Kahn to Sam Hinkie. That's my... Oh, my God. Wow. <laughs> You're... What's the matter uh, with you? Who is this the biggest one-season talent gap jump in Minnesota sports history? Disparity champion. Yeah. Who was the starting quarterback for the Vikings in 08? If only there was a way for us to look something like Gus Farad. I'm not looking at it. Warren Moon. Was it? <laughs> no. And how good was that person? Because that, that Dante Culpepper? would have been a rather, he was kind of like, oh, five, wasn't he? Uh, I have been. no idea. Shit. My Holy brain fucking shit, you guys. Mush. I just looked this up. It was Gus Ferrat. It was Gus Ferrat. You nailed it. You nailed it. I don't even. Good job. Was he good? No, dude. He he couldn't have been. Gus Ferrat. He sucked. He had 12 touchdowns and 15 interceptions. Is this a bigger jump? Or was Gus. So was Andrelton Simmons to Carlos Correa a larger jump than Ferrat to Favre? Yeah, because Favre was really, it's not just nostalgia talking. He was like, he was really good that year, right? I mean, because their team was really good. Very, very good. The NFC champ, I mean, they were obviously one Sean Payton cheat away from going to the Super Bowl. Like he, and it was because of Favre and I guess AP, but. uh, 33 touchdowns, seven interceptions. That's a very good year. Uh, AP was, yeah. was good, but 13, 1400 yards is good, but it's not. Yeah. It was far. MVP worthy. Yeah. So hey, it just, I, I wonder if this is a bigger jump. That's gotta be the biggest. It's either, this is one and two in some order. Is there anything even close that we're not talking about? Uh, who the no. DH before Tony? That's 
I'm just trying to think of free agents who had big seasons in their first year. But even those guys, like Favre was 40 by the time he got here. Tommy was 40 by the time he got here. Those are amazing Hall of Fame players, but they were sure. certainly coming to the end of their careers. There hasn't been anybody like Correa that's in the middle of their career. Right. That, that was found money, both those guys. No. Yes. Not the same circumstance. Absolutely. Although Favre was its own circus. I mean, mm-hmm. honestly, the closest you might come is like Parisian Suter that summer. Oh, yeah. That's a good call. Huge upgrades, but they certainly were the biggest free agents out of the market in the wild side of both. The biggest free agents. That, then that's a different, I mean, I, yeah. And far as uh, I think not, in that same but that's territory. the closest thing. No, I, but as far as just talent disparity, it's got to be Favre in Korea. One, two. Yep. In some order. It's right. no Timberwolves. That's for sure. So. <laughs> I just okay. want to, uh, did they add anybody? Talk- when's the, when's the trade deadline for them? Who? The Wolves. Oh, long uh, past. The Timberwolves. Yeah, it was a the while seasons. Ago. The regular season's almost over. I know you're sad, Chicken. Did they? But it's getting near the end. Did they add anybody? No. Uh, at the deadline, they did not do anything. Why would they? Why would they mess this up? Why? Yeah. Why mess with the? What kind team? of insane person would trade anything? Listen, when you got the 14th best team in basketball, you can't mess with that. John, come on. They're like. 12th <laughs> i just want to since we're on all the this subject, negative t- negativity in this town just sucks i want i want to read you a, the list of vikings quarterbacks between dante Culpepper and we'll we'll end it with teddy bridgewater between dante Culpepper and teddy bridgewater there was Favre in the middle but here's the rest of them brad johnson who was 49 years old at that point tavares jackson gus ferrat christian ponder Thanks. matt Thanks. castle I forgot about That's Matt Castle. Quarterback for all I, com- I would never in a million yeah. years have remembered that Matt Castle was on our team. Oh. How long did he play? Painful. Like a what? couple games? How, how long did Castle play? Yeah. All right, let's take a look here. Couple games? It wasn't a whole season. You mean for he the was on the, for the He was on the summer. team for two seasons. Holy shit. <laughs> he, started, he started six games one year and three the next year. But oh, that boy. one year was enough for uh, enough for him to be the guy that had through the most passes that year. Ponder Bleak. was also on the team. Oh, that was the year that Josh Freeman started one game too. Oh boy! Oh my lord! Yeah, that was bad at New York. That's uh, I remember where I was for that one. Ooh. I bet a lot of people don't. You're not going to forget that. <laughs> okay, let's move on. I need to get some thoughts about the new Vikings linebacker. Is it Zadarius Smith? He's, I don't know. The only good thing I heard about him was that he played a lot last year. Like he led the league in snaps or something, which Mm -hmm. seems like it'd be a downside for a football player. Like you want them to be as, you, you want them to have as few miles on the odometer as possible. I would think. Right, right, right. You got, you think he's got tired legs and maybe a concussion. (laughs) <laughs> maybe a concussion he's got 50 concussions he's a football player <laughs> okay i was hoping for more i was hoping for a little more excitement here he's not like a difference maker i mean he's a linebacker yeah there. right planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with quince quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like european linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. 
So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I, Pretty I, interchangeable. It's hard, to, it's hard to get excited about the linebacking core. I'm not saying it's not possible. It's just hard. <sighs> Chicken, do you have any good news about the Vikings? This guy's uh fits into our no. system. Maybe uh Ed yeah. uh Ed, you know, old Ed, our defensive coordinator, could use a guy like Donatello? this. Uh, Ed Donatello. I think it portend. I think it uh it signifies that they are just going to spend a lot of resources on defense, which is fine. I got nothing to I am letting I'm giving uh, Camilla Parker Bowles and the new head coach a lot of the, so the new GM and the new coach a lot of rope. I'm just I'm kind of letting them letting them be whatever. So we'll just, once we snap the football and we'll see where we're at. But uh, like, I'm giving. What are you I'm leaning trying though? to turn over a new. You're leaning disaster. on like a little like bit this, of a yeah, like boy genius. It's a disaster. Who yeah. the fuck these guys yes. think they are? Yeah. So, yeah. Smells like that, but I pray I'm I'm pray I'm wrong. Um, uh, yes. Well, you're I, known to but, adapt. Goosey, goosey, you know. <laughs> yeah, give people a lot. Here is what I'm leaning on: the difference between them, and we talked about this last time. Was I think that the twins got on the boy genius analytical, hire young smart guys bandwagon too late. Right, that yeah, they missed the, the barrel had been picked up. They've been it been picked over. It's it's the the bargain bin was was down to mm-hmm. um, just nothing. The pair of pliers, and uh, where the Vikings, my hope is that they are on the front end of the wave, and they are getting the best of the best, and everybody will try to fight. Right, that's my hope. Yeah, the. Uh... The twins the waited. Meantime, whatever moves they make. The twins were at the bar. They were looking around. They kept looking around. Finally, at like yes. 155, they're like, all right, maybe you. Hey, hey good analogy, Brandon. Lights that are kind a, of turning strong on. Strong analogy. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. And we're hoping it's the Vikings. Strange. This it's is not like a strained analogy. It's like 1045. Yep. Lights are off. It's like the bottle. Red stolen service. Yeah. Just kind of got started. Yeah. Uh, They're looking yeah. to make their move. They're not here to fuck around. Like I'm at Redstone. I'm here to to do to do some <laughs> yeah. business. Like I'm not here on accident. Right. I, this shirt didn't just get on me by mistake. Like this is my best leopard print shirt. Let's do this. Yep. I'm ready to commit. Pol- polo is ten squirts of polo red are not gonna go waste. <laughs> That's right. Ten squirts and redstone. That's a great analogy. Yeah. Love it. Yep. Apt. Apt. A-P-T. Apt. All right. So that's our... I'm letting it be. All right. Yeah. We'll give him a little bit of time. Um, I'm with you, though, by the way. And I... Yeah. You chicken. Um, Really? I'm not happy about this Kirk Cousins business in any regard. I know I know they talked themselves into it. I get it. It's just an impossible thing to summarize Kirk Cousins unless you've been here for it. Mm-hmm. And the sure. uh, the old the old commies, Washington commies, knew it as well, and they were right. Mm-hmm. And we've had we've been saddled yes. with this for years. And it's just I get it. On paper, it makes no sense. And usually I'm the guy that goes, the paper is right. I don't care what your eyes are telling you, mm-hmm. the paper is right. I think he is my one glaring exception to the paper. I think the paper is wrong and I can't watch him anymore. I just can't do it. So these guys are my enemy. Till further notice. Wow. Uh, this, they are everything you wanted. Mm-hmm. Everything to, yep. to the T. Yeah. You, you were begging for this type of free of this type of GM. Oh. Coaching combo. This is exactly what you want. I was the person and with now, the 10 squirts. 
to yes, and you brought her home. I'm the ten squirt guy. And now I am this early. I went out to Redstone looking. I, I had a I had a, a three by five index card with all of what I was looking for in a in a partner mm-hmm. boxes. Mm-hmm. Ivy League, but a bunch of box. Young, yeah. young says yeah. big words at press conferences. Smiles a lot. Uh, says yes, analytics. That, um, he, um personable like he can he they say he cares about people he's a he he'll ask you how your day is oh he's yeah he's got the m&ms in a bowl on the table on the you desk. know he you know he's the smartest analytical guy but he goes oh it's not just about that it's it's more than that that's just a component it's just a little bit of what i do it's a whole package i was ready you you would have taken you just wanted skinny skinny jeans skinny pants like tight mm-hmm. pants yeah skinny jeans you would have yeah. taken just skinny jeans he wears like salmon colored skinny jeans, like Jesus. that are water. You couldn't like yeah. odd colors. <laughs> I went up. It's, I went up to him. Picture- I had my key fob in my hand, and before I said a word, I hit the remote start button and stared at him and said, "I'm ready. <laughs> I'm ready to go. Let's go. I'm ready. And I'm, I'm committed. You're I'm, not even home yet." You're not even home. You you pull out a redstone, so you're on like uh, Eden Prairie Drive. Yep. You're not even on 494 yet. No, I had an um, east. Yeah, just trying I, to. Like I'm on Del Road, maybe. Maybe on Del Road or <laughs> Pioneer Trail. <laughs> you're on Pioneer Trail. Um, yep. Uh, I don't know which way you're going east because you're yep. not going west. What? What? It fucking was this Lions Tap? No, we're we're not. Uh, <laughs> we're gonna go. <laughs> You live in a well-acquainted townhome, mm-hmm. um, condo, I should say, on like yep. the 12th floor. Yeah. You're, you're not even close. You can't even see the condo and you're already like, get out. Yeah. Yeah. He What's just it? like, is just constantly talking about where he got the salmon pants and what price <laughs> they were. And I'm like, Oh, well, I, I don't know. I thought that was just like a component. And now you're just like, are continue to tell me the deal you got on the salmon pants. This is, yeah, I did have salmon pants on the index card, but that's just focusing on the wrong things. I don't care. And it's like, just Dave Matthews comes on. He's like, I love this. And oh just my cranked, God. And he just, just cranked it. Yep. Just cranked it. Oh yeah. Max volume. DMB. I'm you seen these guys in concert? Have you seen these guys? Oh, <laughs> I'm at Red I, I actually, you know what? I would know because I've been in every concert. I would have seen you. <laughs> I would have seen you there. You, I'm sorry. You never been to Somerset? <laughs> <laughs> you gotta go. You gotta go. I'm just so shocked. You gave them no time. You gave them no rope. The Kurt, mm-hmm. All it took was a resigning Kirk Cousins, and you're out. You're yeah. done with them. Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll turn it around if once he once he goes, I'm, my heart will be back open. I'll just more squirts coming. I can't believe it. Well, I I can't believe you're out already. They're everything you wanted, but and I'm the patient one. I'm the one giving rope. <laughs> what the hell is happening? Yep. Yep. Well, that's that. All right, should we move on to the the main event? Sure. A newcomer edition podcast. It's John time for the main event. John, you ready? I want to hear about, I think I've got this right. Is it Mark Andre Fleury? Y- yes, it is. Well, let's hear about him and who anybody else the wild got. You guys can take over, but I think this, this felt like to me like a somewhat seismic event in wild world. Well, I mean, it was seismic in the sense like we talked about it last week and I asked chicken what the chances are that they trade for flurry. Oh, you did. You're right. He said, he said 5% because Mm -hmm. it just didn't seem that likely. They, it really didn't seem like the wild. were going to have the kind of assets that they could give up for what could potentially just be a rental guy for the next 10 games, basically or 20 games, basically. And 
what turned out happening, I actually think I'm, I'm very impressed by this swap that the wild basically made here. Cause they had a guy, they had the draft rights to a guy named Jack McBain who played at BU. I want to say chicken. BC. BU, right. No, BC. BC. He was coming out of college, pretty coveted guy. And he did not want to play for the wild because he felt they had too many centers which is (laughs) it's like not wanting to live in the twin cities because it's too warm in the winter. (laughs) It's the the exact, it's the exact opposite of what anybody would say about it. But for whatever reason, Jack McBain was like, no, they got too many centers. I'm not going to get a fair shake there. I want to go somewhere else. So knowing that, knowing that they had sort of a time limit to get this deal done and make it worth, the worth is wild to McBain and to a lot of people. The wild took the coldest move possible and traded him to Arizona, which they, of all the destinations you can go to, I, I hope Jack McBain likes that one. I hope he likes I, the Arizona obviously he gets to live there. So we talk on this podcast about how much we live in Arizona, but boy, that's a bad hockey team. But the reason that I think they were so strongly in the market is that somehow Arizona through all of dealing away all their good players had accumulated five second round picks for this year's draft, which even for a team like Arizona that has no talent, is probably too many guys to have coming through at once. So they could pretty well afford to dump a second round pick to the wild for uh, a guy who has never played before. Um, and so the wild got the second round pick. It's Vancouver's second round pick. Vancouver's pick is going to be probably in the, 10 to 15 range. So that would put it what about 45th in the draft, something like that. The wild, the, the wild by, by all accounts, the Blackhawks wanted a first round pick for Mark Andre Fleury, but Fleury also had a no trade clause. And so he had some say in where he went. He's in Chicago. Now his family's in Chicago. And so one of the rare places he was willing to go was Minnesota. And eventually the, Blackhawks GM, who seems to be a real clown by all accounts, mm-hmm. eventually, I think, concluded that he was going to have to take what he could get. And the Wild agreed to a trade where they would give him a, give them a second rounder, their second rounder, not the one they got from Arizona, but their second rounder. Or And if Flurry wins more than four games in the playoffs and they make the conference finals, then it becomes the Wild's first rounder. But you have to remember that if the Wild make the Western Conference Finals, then their first rounder is going to be right at the back four picks of the first round. So in in the worst case scenario for this trade, not only are the Wild in the Conference Finals, but they've given away a pick that's like 20 picks worse than the one they just got for Jack McBain, who never played for them. So honestly, trading Jack McBain for Marc-Andre Fleury a guy who is never going to play for them for a guy who really could potentially help their goaltending. That's a pretty good trade right there. That's a hard trade to beat. It worked out well. I think uh, the, the reason that we talked about why it was so unlikely is like the day that we talked about it, Garen, the big quote out there was, he said, you can't trade your way out of your troubles and everybody knew that goaltending was their troubles. I mean, he was basically screaming to everybody. I'm not trading for flurry. You can't trade your way out of trouble. And then he went and traded to address their biggest troubles. So he kind of went against, which I'm fine with like, whatever, it's just a quote, who cares? It still seems to be a smart trade. Um, Then they took their, what would then be their third string, goalie and traded him to San Jose for, I, I think it's a significant move that Middleton guy, yeah, Jacob Middleton absolutely is a, they needed a big, this guy's like two thirty, and just an absolute, like it's, he's just a piece of steel. I mean, he, it looks like hitting like a freaking uh, dump truck or something. He's, yeah. he's enormous. He's got Randy Dobnak's mustache too. His stick is about 400 feet long. <laughs> he played with like Eric Carlson. So he, he played like 21 minutes a game with Eric Carlson. So he right. basically played by himself because Carlson, all he does is takes the puck and just goes, he's just gone. He's up getting popcorn. He's got the puck. He's up getting nachos. <laughs> he's like playing the organ. 
with the puck. Like, where are you going? I guess I'll just be back here by myself. Practicing doing the lacrosse pickup behind the other team's net while they're rushing the puck down. I had, a, I worked at a gas station with a guy like that. Like we were supposed to be there together and like, you just take off like, where, where did Steve go? Like he's supposed to be working right now and he's gone and he'd be gone for hours. Um, that's a great move. Like so they took the yeah. third string goalie and turned it into a guy who's probably going to play with either what Dunbar or, or Spurgeon and play like significant minutes in the playoffs. You need a defenseman like that. So, right. Um, I, I think mean, the biggest knock I've heard against them is like he takes a, a, a lot of penalties, or maybe more than normal, but in the playoffs, nobody calls penalties. So who right. gives a shit? Like that's what they got him for. The league's refereeing is garbage. So you can just They're count horrible. on that. Yeah. Um, and yeah, then they got I, this Delorier what, guy. Oh, I'm sorry. Are we skipping ahead to? No, I just you? wanted. I just wanted to say about Middleton. That's another example of Garen turning a guy that he wasn't going to use into an Spare actual parts. asset. Mm-hmm. Spare parts. That's right. That's that's. I mean, this is the exact opposite of like Paul Fenton. Remember that year at, yes. at the trade deadline, Paul Fenton had Eric Stahl who is trying to move. He couldn't figure out a way to move him, so he gave him a contract extension instead. <laughs> that's, that's, the what? exact opposite yeah. of this. Uh, I know it. Uh, so then Garen also added this uh, Delorier character, who's like the definition of a character, right? He's like a cartoon character. Um, <laughs> I heard him described as smelling salts. Like you... Human, a human smelling salt. He's just like this. Right. Um, again, to like two hundred and forty pounds of just pure energy scores a goal last night. But maybe the funniest thing I read about him was it basically. So they asked him about his skills, and he said, "I have no skill set. I'm just here <laughs> to said, protect." They, they said, "What are you, what's your skill set?" He said, "What skill set?" That's he's he answered basically. I'm here to. To kill, to kick the shit out of anybody who looks at Kaprizov sideways. I know Trent Fred insurance. That's and I, there was a one of my favorite tweets I've ever seen was the guy was like how is the biggest asshole in the universe after this like he could take a puck and fire it into the opposing team's bench four hundred times in a row just a slap shot at the opposing team's coach and he can get away with it because Delorier is literally on the bench salivating at the opportunity to kill somebody who tries to retaliate against Caprizo. That's his only job is he will be able to put your nose through the back of your head. If you're <laughs> so Caprizo is just going to baseball cuts at people's shins. He is going to take baseball cuts at people's heads and he's going to get away with it. And it's going to be fantastic. The Delorier move was really a throwback to that one year that Doug Risebro. This is like 20 years ago now, but Risebro decided the Wild weren't tough enough, and so at the same trade line trade deadline, he got like Todd Fedoric and Chris Simon. Like he was trying <laughs> yes. to get a team to he's trying to get a team to go out and and, and really sack Rockridge and Blading Saddles. Just yeah. It, I remember making a horrible Photoshop of Doug Risebro's head on Headley Lamar's body from Brady. Brady. <laughs> That's so stupid. <laughs> so uh, that was, that was your one to three. They made three moves. Uh, I, I guess I like all three. I, I certainly understand all three. And they, it's like you said, they turned some kind of spare parts into these three assets. So we'll see. We'll see uh, how it turns out. I think yeah, it's smart. The best, I think it's they're good moves. The best part was I, the thing they've been aiming at all year is knowing that they're going to salary cap jail over the next couple of years to buy out Parisian Suter. They really had to hold on to their top young guys mm-hmm. at all costs. You know, Marco Rossi, right. not only like Matt Bold, who's already in the league, but <laughs> Rossi and Adam Beckman and all these other guys that are young and up and coming because their Addison, tiny entry yeah. level contracts have to that's what they're going to need to use to fit under the cap. There's just no other way around it. They don't have enough money to spend. So without giving up any of those guys, they made the team better and they made it better in the one specific area. I, I, it's a little hard to look at the goaltending numbers and 
be too convinced on Flurry because he's not having a great year. But I read, you know, some of the fancy stat guys saying with goaltenders, you really have to look at it over multiple years rather than just a single season because goalies are goalies. And Flurry won the Vezina last year, so it's hard and not to get he, excited about that. Is he was literally this is obviously not exaggerating on the worst defensive team in the league. Yeah. Like Chicago's Absolutely. defense is horrible. They rank dead last. They are yeah. the worst. So it's, I mean, Chicago is in shambles, but they forgot to play defensemen in like four games this year. Just out there skating <laughs> three forward lines and no defensemen. So just a yes. disastrous franchise that I think we can all agree hope folds anytime anytime now would be fine with me. Well, if you were Carlos Silva in your prime, just a ground ball sinker ball pitcher, and you had four um, Miguel Sano's playing in the infield behind you, your numbers would not be very good. It doesn't mean you're not you're, you're not good. Uh, so yeah, I think you're right. The analytics could point that maybe Flurry will be okay. And then Talbot posted a nice shutout last night. So I know it really was like, all right, we're talking about making a trade, and you know Talbot maybe is playing better, maybe is not playing better, but it's basically just like. Bill Guerin sitting on the bench holding a pistol to his dog's head or whatever. Like, all right, you let in a goal. <laughs> I'm going to kill your dog. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you got a shout out. There you go. It works. <laughs> System works. Master so what's the... How are they going to... The, the two goalies, obviously, is Fleury going to play what percentage of the games moving forward? I bet well, it'll the be way that the wild schedule... I'm sure it will be 50-50. They didn't... Uh... The, the, with their schedule the way it is, basically they're going to play like, I don't know, a game every other day, if not two games every three days. So they have to rotate and keep it even. Otherwise, these old guys will just go right in the ground. Tell it's not a, a spring chicken either. Right. So it's going to be 50 I mean, 50. What about in the playoffs? Really, yeah, you won't know until the playoffs. I don't know. And even that. You won't know. Oh, gotcha. The playoffs, they start spreading out a lot more. You could just ride one guy. So, but who knows? I, I really don't know what they're going to do. I think Bill's like, we'll, we'll deal with that when we get there. Right. I would love to have the problem of having two guys who really stood out down the stretch, and we've got to choose one. He'd love to got, have that problem. You got to give Flurry credit. Like two years ago, not this year when he was in Chicago, but two years ago, he was in Vegas and he was splitting time with Robin Lanner. And that's right. You would think that they're both sort of number one goalies and they'd be real competitive, but they're like best buddies now. Yeah, they're like golfing buddies. Yeah. Yeah. They're they're best friends now. Absolutely. Christmas so, shared Christmas cards. Yeah. Flurry's like Flurry's just like the best goalie teammate ever. So that's what they say. Yeah. But probably kicked up their finals odds by a, a percentage point or two this year right so nothing like insane but still very positive moves and that's i saw that's I good saw for this sort of that, team I, I thought i saw something that kicked them up like seven percent like oh it's great whatever oh. they were before it went up seven percent when they traded for flurry wow okay so that's even better than i was thinking that's awesome not like a seven percent increase but it went from you know 10 to 17 or whatever it, those numbers are way too high but you know what i mean Yes. I'm trying to look up the percentage right now. 5% chance to win the cup. That's good. All right. It went from negative two to 5%. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> to make my number five five is actually, five is good. Five yeah. is good. Take that. For the Wild, who are in the same conference mm-hmm. as the Avalanche, you have to be about 35%. 13. Florida Panthers are 15. Oh, my gosh. No. I don't know. Ekblad got hurt. Oh, Ekblad got hurt? Oh. Oh, it's wide open. Well, I saw him. He had, he had to like get helped off the ice. I haven't heard what yeah. the status is, but it's good. And I hope we play Florida. I've, uh, we'll worry about Florida in June. I, I, I can't worry about the East right now. I would like nothing more than for the Wild to play Carolina in the finals, just because it's definitely going to end with me and Rocket fighting in a parking lot somewhere. <laughs> That's <laughs> halfway. Yep. Just, yeah. Frank, in, Franklin, Tennessee. In, some, in, a, in the parking Cincinnati? lot of a Good minor enough. league baseball stadium somewhere this summer. Piggly Wiggly. And I just shirts off scrapping. Champagne, Illinois. <laughs> yeah, oh, boy. All right. Any other wild thoughts, Jonathan? I. It, 
I, I really enjoy watching Vegas lose six games in a row. I'll say that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think I, I want to say my favorite part, the, the trade deadline was an exciting time for wild fans this year. But what most wild fans, except for the people that are talking here, missed was having Stu reading Michael Russo's Twitter feed all day and then sending us text messages <laughs> that were like, my inside sources are saying there's another deal in the works for Capo Cac. <laughs> Uh, just absolutely the best bit to be kept it up the whole day. It's a source I trust. You got to yep. believe me on this one. I think this guy's legit. Well, I'll tell you, it took me a few. Because, so I was in a Zoom call when all this stuff went down. And it's not like I get notifications when Russo tweets, right? Mm-hmm. I, but I, obviously my phone does beep when Stu texts us. <laughs> yeah. So Stu texts this stuff and I'm like, well, that's crazy. But I had no idea that all he's doing is beating off. Like, how does he know this? Does he really know somebody? And then I went back and I'm like, oh, uh, I see what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, great day. Just a great day for a lot of different reasons. Yeah, it really was. Um, the last thing I had on our newcomers edition is- agenda. Oh, no, I'm sorry. What do you need, chicken? What do you got? Nothing really quick, John. John, you are the one that broke the flurry news to me over over text messaging. Is there? Is it's a pretty good feeling to be the guy that breaks big stuff like that to to somebody you know, isn't it? I, to be the I guy was, like the other person's like, I had no idea. I was. I honestly was feeling. texting. I assumed you knew already because you got not only do you have your sources on the inside. I just assumed you were doing what I was doing and like refreshing. NHL insider Twitter feed that you were actually working, which really gave you a disadvantage. But I, <laughs> the fact that you hadn't said anything yet, I also thought was partially due to your anger that the wild had another French Canadian guy on the DML. I'll tell you, I, I don't want to give it away on here. I'll tell you in the green room, what I was doing when you, when you texted, um, what kind of meeting I was in and uh, yeah. Chicken was in a kinda... meeting with the premier of Quebec. <laughs> no, it's not. And I, it's nothing and that I, interesting with negotiating a treaty. <laughs> and it popped you sharing a screen, and my text popped up on the screen where I was like, "Sorry, more frogs are on the way." That's what you told. That's right. I'm like, wait, is it? Are we talking about like rain and pestilence? Like because it's going to be like heavy rain. We oh, more brave. frogs on the way. What First came COVID, now the locusts. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy. <clears throat> All right, anyway. sorry, Brandon. Go ahead. No, I was just going to wrap up and say the only other newcomer uh, I had on our agenda was I had some recent new hope for the sixth seed for the Timberwolves, but I'm pretty sure that's going to go away very soon. So this may be all of our newcomers for the foreseeable future. For for one the for, sixth seed for one day, and everyone was like, "Yes!" And then they 16 walked hours. on the road at Dallas, yeah. and everyone's like, "They're not even making the playoffs. It's over. This is a disaster." Well, they have to play the Suns and uh, they have to play the Celtics, who are all of a sudden a juggernaut. They have to play Dallas again. Anyway, it was a very fun 16 hours when we were a six seed. And I actually hate to admit it. Uh, so basically every year, because this newfangled playoff system, chicken, obviously one through eight used to make it. Now it's just one through six, seven, eight plays nine and 10 for like a play-in tournament thing. And so every time there's a seven seed or an eight seed, they hate this new stupid gimmicky bullshit because right now in, in the olden times, three years ago, we would be very happy. We are for sure locked in as a seven seed. There's no way around it. We'd be preparing for the playoffs. Now I have to stress and sweat and panic every single day because we're going to be in this part of this plan. And I, I hate to admit that that's probably what they were intending all along. They love this amount of, stress and the wolves mm-hmm. are playing mm-hmm. very hard right they would never have been doing this same exact thing because they're like well we're the seven seed who gives a shit there's no, we can't be eight we can't be six who cares sure um, i gotta say that's you know the thing about that seven eight play-in game in the nba it's a little bit like well you win you're in the playoffs you lose you still got another chance mm-hmm. but right now it's looking like you win that seven eight game you play the grizzlies you That's lose what, that seven, eight game. You're either out of the playoffs or you're playing the Suns, which means you're out of the playoffs. Yep. Yep. That's a big game. That's one That's game. A huge game. I don't uh-huh. It'll take you guys 10 more times of explaining the playoffs to me for me to understand. Like, oh, 
Well, if you're the five seed, my pleasure. You play fourteen. Oh, so if you well, that kind of sucks because if you lose to a fourteen, you're in your season's done. No, no. Your oh, season, they, if you, you lose, get transferred the playoffs, into the East Conference. <laughs> Wait, what? You yeah. lose in the playoffs and you're not done. I don't think I'll ever fully understand what the hell you're talking about. It's very no, gimmicky. No, you're not done. You just it's... you just scooch over here. So it's like double elimination. No, not for everybody. Mm-mm, mm-mm. No. Just for two teams. <laughs> two of the ten. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we went over the baseball one what last week or the time before, yeah. and I've already forgotten uh, it. Like it, I would absolutely fail a quiz on the new baseball playoff system right now. Oh, I have yeah. no idea how we many talked teams a lot are in, about it. How many is there a one game? There I think the one games are out, but there are three There's games one. and they're all home. <laughs> it's just I so threw bad. a chair. I was so angry. And I, st- I don't remember what I, I even threw you a did. chair over. You flipped oh. it over. Yeah, you were but still I'm... on video at that point. That was fun. I enjoyed that. You were mad. Yeah. So they're all getting worse. The NFL, just this last year, they changed theirs up too, right? Um, only one team gets a bye now, so they got an extra team in. The NHL, they've actually been on that a little bit longer. They started doing some weirdo divisional stuff. Mm-hmm. Got to be 10 years ago now, right? They were maybe the... Maybe they were the pioneers of weird playoffs. Got to follow the NHL's lead if you can. The only thing that remains true with those other three leagues compared to the NBA is when you lose in the playoffs, you're done. That's the oddest. That's the only one I don't think I'll get over. Two cracks, two cracks at it. But not if you're one of the top teams. Only if you're in the bottom do you get two cracks. Yep. Well, if you're in the top six, you have a regular playoff series, best of five. So, you, I mean, yeah, you can technically lose a couple of games, but it's still a playoff series. But seven and eight, they play each other, win and you're in, lose, and you play the winner of nine and ten. <laughs> I guess it's fun. It's intense. It, it, it's fun to watch, but it really sucks to be the seven, to be the seven seed for sure. Really. Very stressful. So that's not new. That that part of, well, maybe maybe that's new, John. We get to stress about a really good team. Well, it's certainly it's certainly different than most times. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I have no idea what the Wolves' lottery odds are right now. They're none, I guess. No, yeah, can't be in there. Yeah, this that's is way better. Yep. <clears throat> okay. Uh, let's a wrap lot up. of teams around here that are trying to be good, and I like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is fun. Yep, good times. All right, we'll see you next week. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs> oh, <laughs> boy, that ended abruptly. <laughs> I'm pressing stop. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.